Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the Conservative Political Action Committee, known as CPAC, took the show on the road. Normally, I'm at CPAC every year. It takes place in that February-March time frame. It takes place in the D.C. area. Of course, the D.C. area has meant Maryland, and Maryland was so ridiculous on COVID, they moved it to Orlando. It was an incredible time. What were people going to be like during this post-Trump era? Well, what has happened is that the attack on conservatives has grown, but have the conservatives changed their minds? Is it still one of two places? Either you're in the Trump camp or you're in that Kinzinger, Cheney, Romney camp. And does that camp even exist? CPAC is for the is for the activists. It's for the it's for the diehards. It's not for the establishment Republicans. And if that's the case, why are so many people flying out from DC? To be a part of it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Kurt Schlichter joins us right now. He is there in Dallas for CPAC, one of the speakers, town hall columnist, the author of the Kelly Turnbull books. You can find those at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. No, no, those you find at Amazon.com. Uh, let's start with mood. Let's start with what you're seeing. Things really getting started today uh, down there in dallas i have heard sold out what are you seeing uh it, it's it looks uh it looks like a nice little convention i'm um, uh you know it's the first day today and of course i am uh, still in my hotel room forging a powerful town hall column for monday uh as well as editing the sixth kelly turnbull book which will be out on july 22nd but the the vibe is exciting people are ready to fight and that's what we need we need a little energy now the question is what is it that we're exactly fighting because there are multiple fronts our our friend michael walsh often refers to the fact uh, that for the democratic party they never sleep they never quit they never rest they never stop and there always seems to be something that they can throw out at you it's it's a it's an attack uh, a full-on on education where the unions are now saying quite clearly we believe in critical race theory it's a conversation about the border where they are serious about not implementing uh change uh, or or programs that make sense. It's about a return to international quote-unquote treaties that don't provide us strength. It is a conversation of the military and an idea of, of, of wokeness. So when you talk about the, the activist class, the people there are willing to fight, what is it that they're fighting? Well, it, it's all of that because all of that is of one thing, and it's going to require a unified response. And as I'm writing on my Monday uh, town hall column, as, as we speak when you called me, um, what, it, what it's really making inevitable is what I'm calling strongman populism. Uh, it's going to take a, uh, a return to power, and I think people will push into power someone who is willing to just basically bulldoze everything. Because you're absolutely right. It's not one thing. It's a series of things. It's multiple things. They're attacking on multiple fronts. And what you need is somebody who is woke, who knows what time it is, who understands who the enemy is. And I'm not talking about a Nikki exclamation point Haley, who's Jeb Bush in a skirt, someone who just wants to go along and get along. I want what we're looking for is someone who's going to burn it all down because it's all garbage. 
everything has turned against us. That's fine. We just need to understand what the fight is, and then we can take it to them. I want to dig in on this a little bit. Tony Katz with you here with Kurt Schlichter from townhall.com. You can find his articles there. The latest, there has to be a price for betrayal. You can get that if you're a part of the VIP. And I, of course, now joining Red State, part of that town hall family, redstate.com. Congratulations. Uh, you can use promo code Katz, K-A-T-Z, and you can get yourself a, a sweet discount. That's the promo code to use, Kurt. But I want oh, to I get into... the promo code was K-U-R-T. It's K-A-T-Z. It's been changed. It's better now. I want to get into this idea of strong-arm populism because populism was what they said Trump was guilty of. Populism. And, and, and that's exactly what we shouldn't have in the Republican, in the United States. And I won't argue that Trump uh, attracted people via that means. But you're, util- you're now adding a, a descriptor to it, strong-arm populism. What do you mean by well, that? strong man. Strong man populism. Str- po- sorry, what do you mean by that? I mean somebody who won't be bent. I mean someone who uh, uh, understands exactly what the situation is, because Trump did not. Now, I look, I'm a big supporter of Trump. He did a lot of amazing things, but he had some limitations. First, he showed up without a Rolodex. He didn't have the people to help him implement. But the second is Trump was not Trump did not question the institutional order. He, he may have fought with the uh, New York Times, but he always wanted to be in it. And you remember how he would always say, oh, he's got very prestigious credit. He, he went to the best schools. He, he, oh, he was just this magnificent corporation. Trump bought into the premise that our establishment has any kind of intrinsic value. The strongman populist won't. The strongman populist is going to see the institutions for what they are, which is exhausted, morally illiterate, and, and, and totally failed. He's not going to be impressed because, you know, Rex Tillerson was head of Exxon. Well, I'll make him secretary of state. No, that that's not going to happen with the next guy. Look, I, I, and, and this is a critique of Trump. It's not a criticism. Trump, who is who Trump was. But Trump was a warning. Trump was step one. They should have listened. Now, this is actually a continuation kind of conversation because last time we spoke we spoke about this this polling you did on social media 23,000 people responded yep. and Ron DeSantis came ahead of President Trump in the idea of who do yep. you want for 2024 and I, I have been discussing how if Trump starts going after people like DeSantis and others you will see uh, that base say whoa, whoa whoa don't be screaming at the guy we might need this guy Yes. Of the people who come to a place like CPAC, which I've been and you have been many times and we've spoken on radio, all sorts of things. Is this crowd prepared, really prepared to move on from Donald Trump and learn him the lessons? Or are they bought into the man more than the lessons taught? Uh, that is a very astute question. Uh, and I believe the answer is that uh, people respect Trump. They are grateful for Trump, and they are not going to tolerate Trump doing something uh, that they see as an ego trip that gets in the way of the results. In other words, if they see Donald Trump attacking uh, Ron DeSantis, you're, you're right. They're going to say, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And, and that's going to reflect badly. He's in kind of a tough place. I don't believe, uh, based on that uh, uh, poll you mentioned, and my, my communications with people, I don't believe that it is a walk 
uh, a walk away for Donald Trump if he runs for nomination. I, he's going to have to fight for it and earn it. Now, if he does earn it, I'll happily vote for him. Um, but he's got to prove to me he is the most likely to win and this is important and that he understands the situation now in a way that he didn't before that he understands that the institutions are corrupt and they need to be brushed away but that is making the the assumption Right, that the 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 politicos that are there, series of members of, of Congress, there, senators, uh, going to be there, that they understand it. I I would uh, say to you over well, a beer don't. and a cigar, you're out of your mind if you think they understand it. Who are you coming across that you're like, you know what? They get it. They're in this fight as I see this fight. Well, look, I think I'm talking about the activists. The reason you meet a quote unquote strong man. Now, the bad guys will call him an authoritarian, but that's it, that's silly. A strong man is someone who can force the weak hearts along, force the people in Congress who would like to keep being congressmen. Now, I'm dealing with congressmen all the time doing media stuff. And, you know, these these guys are, oh, I have a comms director. Oh, I have this ops director. And and they like the vibe where they have their power. And they don't want to put that at risk. The strongman doesn't care. The strongman's going to take them outside their comfort zone. Strongman's going to make them roll the dice. You know, when you use strongman, though, people will immediately go to authoritarian, and and I don't know if you, I don't know if you're mixing your message there. Well, look, I, I I think it's an accurate title because this is a guy who is not going to be deterred. Now he gets elected uh, through uh, a regular process. He uses his power, and that's the key. Donald Trump got screwed over by about five or six generals. How many did he fire? On this, on this subject, you and I absolutely uh, uh, agree. Generals are only as good as the job they actually need to do, not Bingo. the wokeness that they uh, entail. Talking to Kurt Schlichter, as we transition to military, let me uh, talk about Haiti. Of course, Kurt Schlichter, uh, retired uh, colonel, U.S. Army. Uh, we see this assassination in Haiti of the president. We've got suspects dead. We've got 26 people arrested. The idea that there are uh, uh, Haitian-American citizens um, who are involved in this. And I have seen one or two pieces of reporting say that the U.S. may have to have some troops on the ground to help the chaos. It's Haiti. There's always chaos. You see a possibility Uh, at all of U.S. troops in Haiti? Uh, I do, and I think it would be a grave uh, strategic error. I think it would be a great political error uh, for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and if, uh, if it didn't involve risking American lives, I would be happy for him to make it. Um, but it does involve American lives. Uh, you know, we, we can go in and do peacekeeping operations. I did peacekeeping operations. Uh, we have the capacity to do it. Um, I am not, it, 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 it wouldn't be a, uh, a combat operation in the normal sense. It'd probably be fighting gangs at the very worst, lots of security stuff. Uh, but look, the American people, I think, are done. We are done with solving other people's problems. You know, there are encampments of drug-addled bums on my streets in my town, in my city, Okay. I want that problem taken care of. Haiti can deal with Haiti. 
we got stuff here to do. And I think that's how most Americans feel. And again, I'm a guy, I, I left my family for 16 months to go overseas to help people uh, uh, prevent genocide in Kosovo. I'm very proud of that. Our people did a tremendous job. But being a leader is about making choices. And if I were a leader, I would choose to solve the problems at home. Kurt Schlichter, townhall.com, the Kelly Turnbull series of books. Crisis is book five of five. You can get that at amazon.com. The sixth book. Do we have a title yet for the sixth book? Yes, it's The Split. And I'm going to text you a copy of the cover picture uh, when we're done with this because I'm very proud of it. Well, uh, I, it I am proud of that the first audiobook of the Kelly Turnbull series may be coming yeah. out. My first try at doing a uh, fiction. A voiceover. So I'm very I don't know excited. how it went. Actually, I haven't seen. I haven't heard the final product yet. Uh, nor have I. But I'm very excited about it. And uh, as you know, uh, Tony Katz is the voice of Kurt Schlichter in the audiobook world. That is true. You can get his books as audiobooks. They are read by me. Kurt, have a good time in Dallas. Don't forget the brisket. Kurt Schlichter, townhall.com. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Michael Avenatti getting two and a half years in prison for trying to extort Nike. Nowhere near enough jail time. Unfortunately, you don't do jail time for being a scumbag. Because if you did, it'd be 250 years in prison. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz, today, Michael Avenatti was the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. That's the... Uh, um, uh, escort, I guess, who had a a little bit of a rendezvous with former President uh, Trump. Like anybody cares, she was a porn star. Oh, she was a porn star. Yeah, not, she was a porn. Oh, star. that's right, she was a porn star, not an escort, because that never happens. I mean, I. I love. Look, you're right. I I should say it right. Porn star, not a, not an escort, even though they had a moment together. But you're right. I'm the one who's mistaken. Meanwhile, it never mattered. I have gone over the story and the conversations about Stormy Daniels a million times. I have no idea why anyone ever cared. Because she was sent some hush money? Yeah, everybody's been sent some hush money. I bought producer Ari a box of Omaha steaks just to make sure he's on my good side. Dude, it was delicious. Of course, this is what goes on, people. I use hush steaks. That's just the kind of man I am. Michael Avenatti took this case, and he's the guy fighting Trump, and he would end all his tweets with Basta, and I never understood what Basta was. Oh, but he was so tough and so strong, and he was taking on Trump, and, and oh my goodness, he was just a hero, an absolute hero to the political left in some kind of weird, strange, sexual, it was absolutely positively nuts how the media fawned over michael avenatti isn't that right anna navarro lately to me you're like the holy spirit you are <laughs> all places at all times right i mean you I, I do i see you all over cable news i see you you know there is a a, a seat available if you want to be a co-host at the view you might you know there's people here you can pitch
the love. He flat out lied repeatedly, and he tried to extort Nike. And there he is in front of the judge. And what is he doing? He's crying, sobbing. When I was a child and I dreamed about becoming a lawyer. Oh, wait, come on. We got to do this right, Tony. Michael Avenatti in front of the judge. When I was a child, I dreamed about becoming a lawyer. Fighting for the little guy against the Goliaths. For years, I did just that. But then I lost my way. I betrayed my own values, my friends, my family, and myself. I betrayed my profession. I've learned that all the fame, notoriety, and money in the world is meaningless. TV and Twitter, your honor, mean nothing. Everyone wants to ride in the limo with you, but few want to ride with you on the bus. All right, I have no idea what he's talking about Wait, there. Wait, that was his actual... That's he not actually real. said those words. No, he did not. He did too! I, well, I can make that up? He did not Listen, Ari, t- I got skills. I don't have that kind of skill. He mentioned Twitter and Facebook in yeah. his... Pl- oh, Twitter my. and TV. He, he gotten, sure did. He should have gotten more than two and a half for, just for he, that. <laughs> um, and he's crying. Which is funny because on Twitter he had once tweeted, If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. It's just who I am. I'm going to be punching. I'm going to be getting them. And watch me work the speed bag. And there he is blubbering like a putz. You must understand that all tough guys crumble in the end. There are very few people like G. Gordon Liddy. Just, just going to put that out there. You might want to do a Google search or ask your papa about G. Gordon Liddy. I'm just saying there are very few people like that. You th- Did people really think Michael Cohen was going to be loyal to Donald Trump? People really believe that? Trump thought so. <laughs> Good gosh. Trump there's if if Trump if Donald Trump thought that Michael Cohen was going to be uh you know loyal then 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 Donald Trump is out of his head daft. Michael Avenatti. Two and a half years. You can't do two and a half years in prison? You wimp. No, I don't want to do two and a half years in prison, but I'm not extorting Nike. I just think they shouldn't work with uh, Colin Kaepernick. More coming up. This is Tony Katz today. People are freaking out over Pfizer wanting FDA approval to have a booster shot. I don't think they should freak out. And and I argued this earlier that it could completely be my naivete. Is Pfizer saying, hey, we'd like to give a booster shot for COVID so they can make a couple extra bucks? Or are they saying it because they've taken a look at 
the numbers and said this can really, really help. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I am not one of the people who is conspiratorial about the vaccine. I admit to you that I don't think that Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson put it all on the line to screw it up. I don't think it's tracking you, etc. It doesn't mean there aren't people who don't have adverse reactions to the vaccine, and we should know about those. Media tries to keep those very silent. I think that's a, a despicable job they're doing. Once again, proving that they aren't interested in news, they're interested in narrative. People react to vaccines. You know, penicillin gets used out there like it's going out of style, but people react to penicillin. I reacted when I was a kid. I'm allergic to penicillin. Yet we don't stop penicillin. We just note that some people are allergic. Some people react to it. Pfizer says its own booster study suggests people's antibody levels jump five to tenfold after a third dose. People are worried about the Delta variant out of India or the Lambda variant out of Peru. And, oh, we're going to need these things. I don't know. I just don't think Pfizer's lying to me. And I, I, I guess maybe I have to believe in something. I have to believe someone's telling me the truth. Otherwise, I'm left with people who I know are radically incompetent and dangerous, like Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, who believes that government should be able to know who has the vaccine. It's none of the government's business knowing who has or hasn't been vaccinated. What do you say? Brianna, uh, perhaps uh, we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is absolutely the government's business. It is taxpayers' business if we have to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID and and helping reopen the economy. And so it is our business to try to make sure Americans can prosper, Americans can freely associate. And knocking on a door has never been against the law. What a weird mixed message. America can help people prosper by getting out of the way. That's how government, he means government, that's how government can help. Well, government can only get out of the way if people have the vaccine so we don't have to shut things down again. That's what he's saying. And I'm here to tell you that any society, any governor, any mayor who says we have to shut things down again should not be listened to. I am openly calling for people not to pay attention. We got nothing out of shutting down society. This is a recording. You know it. I know it. I, I, this, this is one of those rare moments where like, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Sometimes I think we're talking about things that maybe people haven't thought about before and giving them something interesting to think about. This one, guys, I know you're on it. Agree or disagree with me in terms of um, a series of uh, politics. There's no disagreement here because you don't have the science if you disagree. Lockdowns did nothing to stop COVID. Zero. Zero. Shutting down businesses did nothing to stop COVID. Why? Because masks did nothing to shut down COVID. The argument is, well, people stay away from each other, the the, the virus won't spread. So you favor the shutdown of society based on government 
declaration. Well, that may work for China, and that may work for Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's partner, who's a moron. I have no other kind way to say that. If you favor China's authoritarianism while you're a billionaire in the United States, that's more than my brain can handle. And maybe it's wrong to call him names. I shouldn't be calling anybody a moron. He's 97 years old. Maybe the mind doth slip. And that's me giving him the benefit of the doubt. We're not China. Do people really not understand that we're better off for it? We're better off not being China. We have more to offer not being China. We have a better society not being China. Oh, look at all the people they've raised out of poverty. Look at all the people they've thrown in prison camps or killed or destroyed. What are you talking about? Oh, but they have high-speed trains. Fantastic, then. They can take them from ghost city to ghost city where nobody lives. You really, you really are a, a remarkable, these people are a remarkable shade of ignorant. Ignorant people. Less than people. And they all act like they know better. Isn't that always the best? Here's Javier Becerra, Secretary of Health and Human Services, not a doctor. Knows nothing about the healthcare industry at all. But he's a good progressive, so throw him in there. Just throw him in there. It's not like these positions are important or anything. And moving down this line. Moving down this line. That if we don't know who has the vaccine, and we can't help them get the vaccine, well, then we may not be able to keep things open. Might want to take a look at that vaccine, everybody. I don't think that's a reason to get the vaccine. I think you get the vaccine because you you want it. Is it the end of times because Pfizer is, is looking to uh, have a third vaccine? No. No, of course not. It is not the end of times. But yeah, when people don't want to take the vaccine, what do we hear? It's because of those, of those wascally Republicans. The problem is those Republicans. They, they're, they're unserious. They're, they're going to get everybody killed. I have seen that written everywhere on the national scene locally in indianapolis uh with from from, uh uh, what used to be a newspaper known as the indy star i don't know what it is now this whole idea that oh it's it's the republicans that aren't uh pushing you know getting us vaccinated it's not the the Republicans. Although I will admit that Republicans do object to conversations like this from uh, Dr. Jonathan Reiner on CNN. Uh, I do think uh, it's time to start mandating uh, vaccines. And I think that private industry and private organizations will do that. You know, at GW University, where I work, uh, starting uh, this fall, you can't be on campus unless you're fully vaccinated. Look, I think that we're in the part of the pandemic now where the, the problem in this country is that 150 million Americans are not vaccinated. Now, half of that, uh, Uh, number is uh, less than 18 years of age. But let's look at the adults. 75 million adults have chosen not to get vaccinated. And that choice has consequences. 
Now, we can't force you to take a jab in the arm, but there are many jobs, perhaps, that can prevent you from working if you decide not to get vaccinated. We can't jab you in the arm, but we could stop you from uh, feeding your family. You want to know why I oppose big government? Well, here you go. If that is not met by a television host or radio host with Dr. That's Disgusting, and not only should you never be allowed policy conversations, you shouldn't be allowed to see patients. How dare you? If it's not met with that, then then you're not a serious person. You don't know evil when you hear it? But yet somehow everybody knows that people who aren't getting vaccinated are just those uh, white male Trump supporters. And then, of course, you see the signs. Don't let them vaccinate you. We won't join your efforts to destroy us. We won't consent to being guinea pigs. You see those signs out there, except those signs come from Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan recommending that black people not get vaccinated because of the U.S. government's treacherous history of experimentation, medications, and vaccines. America's got a history. Tuskegee experiments are despicable. Giving people syphilis? It's disgusting. It's obscene. It's more than my mind can even comprehend. But we were told that only the white people are opposing vaccines. That's what we were told. But that's not the case now, is it? This is known as a narrative buster. You you got the CNN people all talking about how the problem is uh, white Trump voters won't get vaccinated. And then you bring up this. And uh, and what about uh, Farrakhan telling black people not to get vaccinated? and they uh they they all fall apart and then they 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 start to to pivot and they they sound the alarms and they lose their minds okay it's happening everybody stay calm what's the procedure everyone what's the procedure then they pick the fall guy you're a phony hey this guy's a great big phony and then they just move about their business blaming the trump supporter Oh, they they cannot live without some kind of Trump reference. They need all the time Trump. I can do this all day, all day, son. They cannot live without him. A lot of people worried about the vaccine. I'm I am not one of them. Get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. I sleep fine. You you gotta you gotta choose your 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 path. But I'm certainly not going to buy into narrative about who is and who isn't. And I'm certainly going to take a look at how government and government officials and those who are uh, a government reliant push the idea of vaccines and push the idea of forced mandates. And I'm going to remind you, this is why you don't vote for doctors. This is why it's important to have civilians in charge. I'll remind you that in Indianapolis, Joe Hogsett, the mayor who's doing a terrible job you have to you have to follow the doctors no if we wanted to vote for the doctors we would have voted for the doctors i didn't vote for dr virginia kane who runs the marion county health department i i didn't vote for her i voted well i didn't vote for you but the people voted for you i don't vote in in indianapolis People voted for you, and you gave up your authority to a doctor that no one elected. Then what do they need you for?
but you would have had to exhibit leadership and you don't have any leadership qualities. None. Zero. Less than zero. It's almost like you're proud of your betaness. You cannot lead on crime. You cannot lead on violence. You cannot lead on city growth. You cannot lead through a pandemic. You cannot lead them here and there. You cannot lead them anywhere. I was thinking of the rest of the rhyme, but just couldn't make it all come together. There's something about Joe and Blow, but I was like, all right, I'll just leave it. This is the problem. And remember, all everything about vaccines is because we politicized it. In February of 2020, in March, and April, May, and June, and July, we politicized every part of COVID, and you got people not to trust. Congratulations. When you're looking for who did this, look in the mirror. Elected officials, media outlets, you did this. I'm Tony Katz. Just a quick update, because we brought up the the Tuskegee experiments. As I know the story, this was about the U.S. government not treating black Americans for syphilis. But as I also know the story, I believe that the government actually gave people syphilis. You think it's different, Ari? Well, according to the CDC website, it's they did not give them syphilis. They just lied to them about saying you don't have syphilis and stuff like that. So these people already had syphilis as they were and then pretending to treat it but not treating it just to see what the effects of syphilis would be. Yes, which is pretty... Yeah. Oh, it's still disgusting. Yeah. You, you go to jail for a million years. Actually, jail may be too good for you. I actually thought some people were given... I, I could be off on that. I thought I had read it. I could have read that wrong, so I just don't want to... I don't want to get the story wrong because I hate to think that for, for these years now I've had this, the, the conversation wrong. I, it, it's, a, it's an important part. This goes to that, that larger conversation. Why wouldn't we teach about this? I'm not, I don't know if it's necessarily something for high school, but of course you should teach about it. Because it's not a conversation of white people. It's a conversation of what happens when government is allowed too much power. This is a government failure conversation. It's a humanity failure conversation. I've seen lots of them. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. No one should deny that this is just something should be discussed. And you can check out the CDC website uh, for, for yourself to the extent you can trust the CDC website. And then there's this. You know, we were talking to, to, to Kurt Schlichter. He's over there at CPAC in, in Dallas. I would, I would be at CPAC. Uh, I'm going to be in Vegas for a cigar convention. So I win. This is my day. I I, I, I get in, in in the evening, and I have a cigar. And then I wake up in the morning, and I go to the convention, and I have cigars from like 9 a.m. to about 5 p.m. And talk to people and hang out and see the cool things going on. And then and then there's a steak. And then there, then, then, then you go out and you have a cigar. And then I'm going to wake up and do it again, and I'm going to wake up and do it again. Or I can hang around with members of Congress. You choose. No, no. You choose. I'll wait. Where are you getting the steak from? Okay. So I, where I have the reservation, I, I mean, I have a couple reservations for a couple different things. But the big one, as we have been looking into it, 
one of the great steakhouses of of Vegas. I'm staying on the strip. Is the steakhouse at Circus Circus? I was as surprised as anybody. I mean, I've done craft. I've done some of the others. I was going to hit one of the Gordon Ramsay places. The steakhouse at Circus Circus, and everyone I trust has said to me, "Oh God, yes." It's like a speakeasy. Yeah, I've been to it. So okay, but it's, but I'm not going to trust you on what's a good steak, am I? It's a, I. So I only went there because I saw it on a Food Network show as the best steaks in Vegas. And oh, it's phenomenal! Like you'll be happy. So, uh, so that's that's the, the the big one. That's the big the big meal. I do have I do have some some reservations. Uh, I think I do have one at a Gordon Ramsay place, and I forget where the other one is right now. But the big one is the Steakhouse at Circus Circus. I'll let you know what it's like. I'll let you know if, if it's worthwhile. Meanwhile, New Hampshire, Dan Crenshaw. People are speculating that he might run for president because uh, he's swinging through New Hampshire. Uh, that's not happening. You don't have to worry about that. Good guy. He's just not running. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. We'll catch you all on Monday.